Okay, hi everybody. This is um, another episode of our uh, bi-monthly every <laughs> <laughs> annual. Let's just say annual. annual. <laughs> On purpose. Um, I'm Dr. John Duffy. With me is uh, a Chicago Tribune columnist. I almost forgot what you did, Heidi. Uh, yeah, Heidi I think Stevens. you forgot my name too. <laughs> Don't think I didn't make note of that pause. Uh, I came through in the clutch, though. I'm pretty sure it's Heidi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I answered anything that starts with an H. Heather, Holly, yeah, Kaylee. I was hoping so. I have a, yeah. I have a list here because I was I knew I was in the ballpark. <laughs> uh, well, no, you hit it out of the park. Right uh, on. Yeah. So we yeah, haven't so- been in this space for a minute. Uh, I know. Are we actually how, recording? I don't know uh, how any of this at, works. I'm looking. It, it, it would appear as if we're recording. So, okay. um, yeah, according to my phone, things are going just swimmingly so far. Great. I like how all I have to do is answer when you call. <laughs> and then you and Scott make all the magic happen. Um, I, I feel I like do. I could do a photo essay of, like, the various locations uh from which i record these occasional podcasts now because <laughs> it's Ooh, right now i'm hiding right now i'm hiding in my daughter's bedroom which isn't actually a bedroom it's just where she's been camping um since our basement flooded and we're redoing it because that's where her bedroom normally is oh um, right and like the other day i took a call uh, an hour long radio call from my parked car in front of my house. And I think one day I was in the flooded basement, uh, <laughs> recording. Didn't we talk about that one week? We anyway. did. Oh, I, we are. Uh, yeah, we, we did a whole thing on, um, on your basement and, uh, basically a fix it show. That's on, right. Our um, fix it show. Yeah. All the elements of the yeah, furnace. Yeah, and I think for uh, ambiance, I, I sat in the basement recording that one. So anyway. Um, I think we were all well aware of that. That was uh, that was perfect. So yeah, so I get your point. <laughs> like we're, we're doing our work in all these weird places now. Right. Um, and it's all, it's all very makeshift for the vast majority of us. Yes. And yeah. there's always like people around like... <laughs> I mean, that sounds sort of, well, there's not always people around. Certainly people live alone and and that's a different kind of hard right now. Um, Right. For those of us who are sharing our workplaces and our homes with other parents who are working at the same time and kids who can't really go anywhere right now, it just, um, it's, it's an added layer of, you know, tension, I would say. Definitely. I will say that people who are in therapy and do and doing their therapeutic work on Zoom calls, it is it is um, wildly entertaining at times to see the different places that people try in order to gain their privacy. And yeah. Sometimes it is a car. Sometimes it's walking outside. Um, sometimes it is in the. Uh, more than once, in more than one situation, it is the like upstairs attic area, storage area of a garage. Oh. Like that, that's all we got left. And once you've got enough people in the house. So, right. Um, yeah. Right. So people are, are we're, I guess we're being industrious in some striking ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I talked to my therapist on the phone on Wednesdays and last week I just took a walk and put my, you know, headphones in and, and talked and got therapized. Um, 
I'm finding it to be kind of a fun way to do therapy. I, I, I thought at first it wasn't going to work out very well on this end. And it turns out like, you know, I work with a lot of, of teenagers and I'm suddenly like I'm in the room. And I'm like, well, what's that poster? What, if yeah. we're running out of things to say, I'm like, well, walk me around the house. Show me what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> we're definitely. So now I'm invited in. Whether you want me there or not, I'm there. Interesting. Let's, let's have a walk. Let's see who's where and what's going on. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. Therapy's gotten gotten fun that way in, a, uh, in the midst of a lot of things that aren't so fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we thought we would maybe just check in with each other, see how things are going in, uh, in what, month four and a half-ish of so. the yeah. pandemic? Yeah, right. yeah. Right. So how are things on your end, uh, on the whole? Just perfect? Perfect, yeah. Yeah, no. good. Yeah, how about you? No. <laughs> yeah, just Wait. fine. <laughs> Wait, can I, can I change my answer? Um, <laughs> Okay, the usual caveats of like we are healthy and we have enough food in our fridge um, and we are privileged in myriad ways. Um, and at the same time, um, there's a lot of like just random tears, you know, that are bursting. <laughs> sometimes from my eyes sometimes from my kids eyes I will say okay here this feels like the biggest thing right now because it was our it was dinner conversation last night and then for a few hours you know post dinner too I worry about um I want to do this in a way that doesn't betray trust Mm -hmm. and my kids right to privacy but um friendships are really hard right now I think that because they're mostly not being conducted in person, like it's a lot of just through a screen um, or maybe an occasional get together that's like behind a mask and outside and not for very long. Um, And then like there, there weren't those last few months of school and, and kids aren't sure if they're gonna see each other again in school in August or September, it's seeming like maybe not. Um, right. I think in a way, like my son is kind of forgetting how to conduct himself in inside a friendship, like stuff that wouldn't feel like a slight that he would sort of laugh off or mm-hmm. give back. It, he takes really, really hard right now. Yeah. Um, feels like people are being mean to him when objectively, like from an outside observer standpoint, or not you know like right. it's kind of usual like how they would you know kids each ribbing other a little bit. each other yeah kids ribbing each other, other especially like boys going into sixth grade you know there's a lot of like i'm a beast i'm a beast you know like yeah, you know, a lot yeah. of like i'm better <laughs> at everything than you are you, no, i'm better than you are everything. you, you know, like, suck are you kidding you me you suck yeah there's a lot of that <laughs> um i'm amazing you're awful like stuff that like what has been new to me because it's just not how my daughter and that's not to say that there aren't girls who are like that but it's just not how my daughter my daughter is the opposite like you could be like can I tell like you know (laughs) your grandma about you getting like straight A's and a perfect 10 at the thing oh my god no like doesn't want you know like (laughs) is appalled at the idea of like seeming like she would be bragging or so it's just a funny dynamic anyway 
and gotcha. and the dichotomy. It's always interesting to me, like the, the the sibling differences, right? Okay, we didn't raise you that differently. You're not that far apart in age. The differences are always fascinating. To me. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. She would sooner die than like say out loud, I'm good at something. And that's like 90% of my son's conversations with his friends is like right. them <laughs> telling each other like how amazing, you know, them saying how amazing they are. Yeah. Themselves. <laughs> yeah. Not, themselves. Not, not how amazing each other. Like, no, no, no. like not, not right. you're amazing. I'm no, no, amazing. No, no. I'm you amazing. need to hear it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyway, that's probably a separate podcast. So, so next year's annual podcast, we'll talk about that today. Um, I'm gonna have to take some notes. It, yeah, <laughs> um, a lot of it just feels like it's causing him pain. Um, I mean, I I see him like he's in pain about this stuff, and and whether you know it's logical or even like reasonable to feel that is not really the point. It's like, you know, I it's think there. it's there. And it's mm -hmm. like, is this what happens when your friendships and relationships are sort of stripped of like the natural ebbs and flows and in-person interactions and reading facial cues and, you know, like actually doing physical stuff together like so many of his friendships anyway and I think this is probably true of a lot of kids you know revolve around like the activities they do together right like either you're in band together or you're auditioning and rehearsing for yeah. a play together or you're on teams together and like that stuff's not happening and so a lot of it's you're left with like snapchat or like <clears throat> you know, Animal Crossing, Fortnite yep. stuff. So I don't know. I mean, do you, are you finding this coming up with clients or do you have advice for well, me and others on this? Yeah. Let, let's, let's talk this through this because this is really interesting because it, it happened. Your, your guy is not the only guy who is going through this. And I work with, uh, I have the luxury and the privilege, I guess, of working with kids and kind of being in their in their heads and so as things start to open up a little bit and kids are getting together a little bit more um there is this feeling like mm, i should be all about this i should be super excited to do this because it's been so long and we've been talking about how we want to get together we can't wait this is you know it's so hard to do this just virtually through animal crossing or Fortnite or snapchat and yet um, a lot of kids I'm working with are like really anxious about getting together with their friends. And when it actually happens, um, there is this kind of like either awkwardness or hurt feelings. Um, this idea like, wow, this, this doesn't feel like a very well-practiced muscle. I'm not sure what to do or say with yeah. these people. I, I knew exactly how to comport myself. I never thought about it before. And now because we've had this, what? five month breach in our con personal in-person connectedness. I don't, I don't know what to do. And to, to Will's point, you know, um, we don't have all of these face-to-face -face interactions to lean on so that when we're ribbing each other, that's this little percentage. So we know we're kidding because we have this bit, we have this rapport, we have this ongoing thing. And every once in a while, 
you know, you suck is part of it. It's just part of it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right. No, and, and I'm we can live of, with part of it, you know? Yeah. Totally. I'm thinking of this morning, like you were supposed to call me at nine, and at nine oh one I texted you, like, I don't have all day. And which is I can do because we joke around all the time. Like if someone from WBEZ was supposed to call me at nine, I wouldn't dream of <laughs> texting. <laughs> I don't have all that. Like you need that baseline and that, you know, not even just the baseline, but the frequency of it. Like, yep. you know, don't weigh in once a month with like teasing me. Like it's got to be, you got to joke around pretty regularly or else it can hurt when you try it. Yeah. It makes me think, you know, um, I, it, I, I was um, training um, some uh, psychologists to be the other day about how to do therapy with kids during the quarantine. And, and, and uh, you know, and they were talking about the back end. That was the how it was presented. But I don't know that we're at the back end of anything. <laughs> but, I know. But, I but you so. know, people were asking questions. And, um, and I laughed at one point and said, oh, you guys, I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm here to talk to you about this, but I've never been in a quarantine before. Yeah. Like <laughs> this is my first so, global pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've been looking all over for the workbook on this. I, it's not there, man. Um, and so, you know, that, that it's it's a thing where, you know, as, as parents of, you know, I, I feel for you and I feel for a lot of these parents I'm working with because guiding your kids through something so odd. The closest I can come is uh, I've worked with some kids who, who have had um, chronic diseases, right? You know, um, a, a cancer or, or something else that keeps them out of their social circle for some period of time. Um, mm -hmm. but, but one difference there is um, when they return to their social circle, um, should that happen, and, and more often than not, and I've been fortunate enough with the kids I've worked with that that does happen, um, there's usually almost an embarrassing amount of, you know, like, oh, we're so glad to see you, and you're so awesome, and look at you, you're amazing, like, and it's kind of yes. like, calm, calm down, I just, you know, I'm just, <laughs> right. just finished my last round of chemo. So Don't treat me like an exhibit at, right, you know, right, a museum right. or something. But we're but that's a different playing field, right? Because I'm the only one on it, right? As I return, then uh, as that kid, I'm the only one who's been gone. Everybody's been gone now, you know, and right. so nobody's used to much of anything. And so some kids, you know, um, maybe because they have more siblings or older siblings or um, a certain vibe in the household, there or or a different level of of you know sensitivity or emotional intelligence. Um, are maybe easier, like getting back into the swing of things, whereas other kids um, might have a lot of difficulty. And this is something I'm really concerned about is like, you know, as kids get reacclimated socially, how, how much bearing will that anxiety, social related anxiety, um, take them over? How many kids are going to, re going to refuse to go to school just because, I'm nervous about how this is going to go. I don't know that somebody isn't going to make fun of me and I'm going to have a hard time reading that cue because I'm just out of practice here. The, those are such good points. Yes, you're totally helping me crystallize how to think about this because two things are popping into my mind. One, it's like 
it kind of reminds me now that I'm thinking about it and listening to the way you're framing it of like when we're about to get together with relatives that we don't see very often or haven't seen in a while. And there's like all this pressure. I try not to put it on my kids, but they feel it, I think. Mm -hmm. And maybe they sense it in me to like, like this visit has to represent something, right? Like this is the time that that they get to know you and then they won't see you again for eight months or a year. And so, you know, there's like, it's just more loaded than just seeing you know, the family that you see every weekend or every couple weeks. Um, and it feels like maybe there's a little bit of that happening with the friendships too. Like if this doesn't go well, I don't get another chance to hang with them or make a good impression on them or make them laugh or remind them how cool I am for like, I don't know when I get to again. Right. Um, right. It's not Tuesday at school. And if Tuesday at school doesn't go well, oh, well, I have Wednesday at school <laughs> tomorrow. Right. It's right. like I have today uh, at this like socially distanced mask wearing, you know, birthday party um, yeah. where we're not allowed to stand within six feet of each other. And if that doesn't go well, I don't know. I don't know what happens next. Do I yep. see them in a month? four months a year um so there's that and then the other thing I'm thinking of is like I had this weird epiphany um a couple years ago when my son again was going through some um he had this habit of like um bringing up the worst case scenario um when we were on our way to something and stating it as like it already happened so Mm -hmm. like say we're on our way to um a pool just making this up um yep and he'll say um none of the kids play with me and like we haven't even gotten there yet like but he's already saying none of the kids play with me and and he would do that in various situations and I learned to mentally in my head put what if in front of his statements wow what if none of the kids play with me Um, or like he would say like, my game's getting rained out, you know, like two days before the game even happened. And I would learn to say like, what if my game gets rained out? And so then instead of me shifting into like talking him out of it mode, because I I would turn it into a question in my head. So it wasn't a statement that I had to talk him out of anymore. It was a question that I had to help them answer. Right. So then I would learn to be like, Oh, that would suck, you know, or, well, yeah. I, actually, I, I'm going to be honest. I probably did say suck, even though he was a little, <laughs> I've never been very good at uh, child appropriate language, um, but <laughs> it's probably um, not the worst thing for kids. I don't mind yeah. that, <laughs> um, but I, it would help me figure out how to respond. Like, you know, this is just like a worry that's coming up, a what if, and then we can talk about like, you know, do we want to come up with a plan for what if that happens? Do we want to just talk about like how that would feel if that happens? But like, cause, cause I think the temptation is to shift into like proving them wrong mode, you know, Mm -hmm. like don't say none of the kids will play with you. We're not even there yet. You know, or like, how do you know none of the kids are going to play with you? There might not even be kids there to play. Like you start going into like, it's some kind of trial and you know, your job is to like, (laughs) you know, <laughs> argue down there your defense or whatever. I don't know very much about trials. And maybe um, even <laughs> for the lawyers are listening. Maybe you don't argue down people's defenses. <laughs> it's been I a while it, since I, I was in law it. school. 
I didn't go to law school. I went to uh, um, state college and got a bachelor's. Anyway, um, yeah, I think maybe there's... working beautifully for you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I think maybe there's a little bit of that, right? Where the things that that kids are saying right now are coming out as statements of fact when, in fact, they're like, questions rooted in fear and what ifs and unknowns, which all of us are feeling constantly about pretty much every aspect of our lives. Right. Definitely. And I love, I actually just wrote what if in, I'll send you a picture of it in really big letters because this is, I'm going to use that. Um, I'm working with so many kids right now, Heidi, who present just that way. Um, and the presumption is things are going to go terribly. And, um, and first of all, I I love the way you handle it because any other, if you are arguing down their defense, it's a legal term. Yeah. Uh, But if you're, (laughs) let me (laughs) Google that. (laughs) (laughs) Then, Then effectively you're leaving them on the Island. They're not being acknowledged, right? They're just alone. It's kind of like mom saying, you know, like, well, that's not going to happen. Or I can't, manage that discomfort. Like I, I can't, I'm not going to be able to help you with that. You know, like that makes me uncomfortable too. So you're, you're alone in dealing with that, you know, and I'm going to dismiss it, you know, Oh, the kids are going to hang out with you. You're making that up. You're just making a big deal out of nothing. Or that happened one time. Um, and it's probably kids aren't bringing this up because they're, they're not afraid of it. You're right. He is anxious about it. And that's why he's bringing it up. And, uh, at the very least we want to say, yeah, that would suck. What, what, what should we do? Like, what, what yeah. should the plan be if that happens? Right. And suddenly yeah. it's like, all right, I got an ally in this thing. Good. Right. This yep. is that now I feel a little bit better and everything right now is a, what if, like I, I'm thinking about, about Will, I'm thinking about four or five kids I'm working with right now who kind of have this doomsday kind of presentation. And I find it initially frustrating, like, Oh, come on. And then you think about like their world right now and everything is a what if, everything's a question mark, right? You know, like, am I going back to school? Am I going to, when will I see my friends again? If I see them at a birthday party tomorrow and what if somebody has it, then, then it'll be so long before we see each other. Somebody could get sick. Somebody could die. You know, like they, they're, what they have to consider in their young minds right now is almost unfathomable, right? Relative mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. what, what we had to think about when we were that age, you know, um, and we were thinking about a lot, right. um, but yeah, I mean, so the idea of who could go really wrong here yeah. is not that far afield, really. You know what I mean? Like that, that yep. anxiety, like, you know, and I, I think for a lot of kids socially, things aren't feeling very comfortable, you know, like, um, reintegrating into that world um, is hard and different people are doing it at different clips. If we're being honest, um, like, so I would imagine that, that your guy is, um, going to events where everyone's holding a certain distance and maybe wearing masks or, you know, it's thought through, right. But there are plenty of families that are kind of throwing caution to the wind a little bit, like, ah, it's summer and you're young and, you know, like, and there's, there's a lot of, you know, like, 
Yeah. 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 So go ahead and, you know, go to the park with your friends and, you know, enough's enough, you know, like, mm-hmm. we, it, it's, um, so, so there's some kids who are together a lot and maybe getting acclimated to one another. Whereas the kids and families who are kind of following guidelines, maybe a little more cautious, well, those kids have a little less practice effect. And, and I think that probably plays out socially, you know, um, and if you carry a little bit of anxiety going into the situation, that's going to get exacerbated undoubtedly because, you know, like mm, there might be in-jokes being created without me around because yes. I'm not allowed. You know what I mean? Like I'm not totally. out there with them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good point too. There's also such a just built-in layer of um, not knowing what you can just count on. So, yeah. I mean, even like, so all summer, you know, my, I signed my son up for Little League uh, whenever, over sometime over the winter. And right. all summer we were getting, you know, occasional emails from the coach saying, you know, still can't have practice, still can't get a permit from the park, still not safe under phase two, under phase three, under. Finally, Illinois moved to phase four. Now they're allowed to practice wearing masks, yep. standing six feet apart, you know, can't share equipment. Um, there can't be a catcher because a catcher would be too close to someone sliding at home. Like, you know, many very thoughtful regulations, but um, but it all sort of happened quickly. Like, hey, we're in phase four. Quick, next week we can get together and practice. So we went um, the other day to Dick's Sporting Goods mm-hmm. to buy um, you know, baseball stuff. Cause nothing from last year fits them anymore. Right. And we got there and it was closed and boarded up. And <laughs> right. even just this tiny little, like there was finally something exciting, like, Oh my God, you're going to get to play baseball. And like, Oh my God, that means, you know, we get to go buy some new cleats cause you're growing and that's also yeah. fun. And, um, we get there and it's closed and it's like, well, was that from the protests or was that from COVID or was that we're not even sure? And does it even matter? But like, wow, you just can't, right. Like, it's just this, in every, at every turn, there's some chance of the thing you're looking forward to, like, not actually happening. And, and that's a minor thing, right? Like, we literally got back in the car and drove to a Dick's in Niles that was open and he got the stuff he needed. Like, it was fine, you know? Right. <laughs> a kid, yeah. you know, having to wait 15 extra minutes for his new cleats <laughs> is, like, ridiculously privileged and fine. But it's still, like, there's... It's just a reminder that, like, every interaction, every outing, every event has a chance of, like, not going how you wanted it to, right? You know, yep. or, like, not happening even. Getting For canceled. Sure. Or, um, and so I think sometimes, you know they're stealing themselves ahead of time for like, this isn't going to go well. Like I have pretty ample evidence that things don't go well right now. I can, I can, I can look forward to things that I've kind of been promised in the, in the cultural contract are going to happen. Absolutely. And that somehow, you know, we, it hasn't happened. Right. I didn't have the last day of school. I didn't get that last season. The yeah. ball's been dropped and nobody's telling me for sure I'm going back to school in August or whether Little League's really going to happen or the second Dix is going to be open for my cleats, right? You know, right. like <laughs> I can imagine like even the 15 minutes, I'm thinking like, 
man, my, my guy at 14 or, you know, 12 or whatever, Willis, yeah. 10, 10. Would be, yeah. oh, he would have been, there would have been tears. I mean, he would have yeah. been like, you know, it's not going to happen. Is it like, they're, they're going right. to be closed. There are no cleats. <laughs> There's no cleats anywhere in right. the world. That's another right. thing that's been ruined. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. No, yeah. I think that's a really good point is that, you know, like a lot of kids are by, you know, laying out there the expectation that something not so great is going to happen, stealing themselves for that possibility, because now they know with with great certainty, that's not not just a theoretical possibility. It's not it's a it's a reality in their lives, you know, like they, yeah. they've experienced like kind of gross disappointment, massive gross disappointment or worse, right? Loss. Yep. And, you know, like um, it, these, these few months um, in a young life, a 10 year old life or a 14 year old life, that, that that's, that's a lot. This, this is, this is taking a lot out of kids and, yeah. you know, and some degree of social anxiety, you know, getting back into it makes a lot of sense. What, what other thought I'm, I'm inclined to throw out, um, as a, just just to align with your son for a second is when when the pandemic started, I felt uh, especially early in the day for some reason like great anxiety about like COVID. Uh, you know what what is it? How bad is it? Who's going to get it that I know and love, uh, including me? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. will I? Have, <laughs> uh, but you know, at some point early on, um, Julie noticed. Uh, kind of like, you seem okay. Like I seemed okay. And part of it was that, you know, I carry a little bit of that anxiety, you know, like the social calendar, um, I can like kind of fire up and, you know, rise to an occasion, but it's not altogether comfortable for me. And so when it's cleared, I'm kind of like, oh, okay. Well, there's not much demand. I'll probably watch Little Fires Everywhere this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know, and and, uh, and just kind of like sit this thing out, but not altogether uncomfortably, because suddenly, like any demand on me socially has suddenly gone away. And I'm working with a lot of kids who were being bullied at school, uh, who were just really anxious to be there, who were not particularly connected, who had the fear of missing out big time. Right. And, and I felt their anxiety levels drop precipitously. Like, you know, oh, this, I, I could do this for a while, you yeah. know, and that worries me because when things get back, should things get back to what looks remotely like normal, I worry like, wow, how much anxiety collectively are we going to be dealing with here? And, you know, do we have enough, I, not long ago, I, um, I think maybe on this podcast said, we got, we have way too many therapists out there when we're just churning them out, you know, left and right. And, um, we're never going to have enough demand. And now, <laughs> now uh. I feel like if you're, <laughs> if, you could, if you're willing to enroll in a, right. in a graduate program, please do it immediately because we are sorely lacking in therapists. Yeah. Yeah. No, these are all such good points though. And I think that, um, you know, there's for people who have, you know, a, a dueling combination of fear of missing out and joy of missing out that they're never quite sure which one to listen to. Like, God, it feels good to not have any plans, but 
feels kind of bad knowing that all their people have them and yep. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not in on them. Um, <laughs> don't want to be there, but want people to want me there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, exactly. Which is maybe most people. Um, yeah. But I think that that this is an especially hard time where we're transitioning out of like just everybody stay home. It's the safest. It's the best. You're not missing anything because nobody's doing anything to like now people are starting to do stuff again. And you're like, eh, is it safe? I'd rather not. I'm also feeling like a loser if everybody else is having fun and I'm not, um, you know, like that it's just tricky. And you're also trying to just be a responsible human that doesn't spread a deadly virus around. Uh, right. right. I mean, you know, Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, um, we've been invited to a few things and, you know, we've kind of done the math and kind of tried to figure out the Petri dish and had to decide like, well, we can't do it. We, uh, we're just not comfortable doing that. And, you know, because we don't want, uh, we feel like we like the numbers in Illinois and, you know, we, we want to, you know, continue along that path. And so far we're healthy and, you know, and we're fortunate enough that most of the people we know are healthy and we don't, yeah, we definitely don't want to be part of the problem. And yet right. you don't want to miss everything either, you know? So you're, you're right. It's kind of like, um, it's, it's a quadruple edged sword somehow, you know, there's, it's hard to say what the right answer is, you know, and, um, and the guidelines are, I I guess just slippery enough that people are unsure, you know, um, Mm -hmm. I, I feel, I feel a little less unsure, I think, than some of my friends do in that, you know, I am in the mindset for the summer, just, um, of, of saying, uh, of effectively erring on the side of caution. Like I figure, and I'm taking it everything in like month or two month chunks in my mind mm-hmm. and thinking like, well, for the next couple of months, we're going to, I'll err on the side of caution. And then if there's, you know, some massive football game in the fall, you know, maybe I'll completely change my mind. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> right now, <laughs> right now I feel like, you know, not being part of the problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep, that's where I'm falling too. Um, but, but in the meantime, I think what your guys going through and what a lot of kids are going through and maybe all uh, adults too, you know, the, um, I'm not sure how this is supposed to go. I, my, my feelings are, seem to be hurt rather easily. Um, I, I think we have to give ourselves and our kids a, a break in that regard because I, I, I suspect it's like wading back into the pool, um, after not being in it for a really long time and it's going to take a minute to get used to it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and I think just to encourage and to your point, Heidi, acknowledge like, you know, you know, yeah. What if, what if it doesn't go well and you know, what can we do and to, yeah. to par- partner up a little bit as opposed to like, you know, um, just offer the wishful thinking of, I'm sure it'll go fine. Just go have fun. It'll be great. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I like that phrasing partner up. Um, cause then, yeah, you're not so tempted to like poke holes in their argument or like, well, but what about the time? Blah, blah, blah. You know, that's not how that went. I was there, you know, um, all the temptations to like prove them wrong just ends up feeling to them, I would imagine, like, okay, so my feelings don't matter or right. aren't valid or don't count to you. Um, right. Yeah. Right. And I'm guessing most parents who are listening 
don't want their kids to feel that. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. It's a terrible feeling. I mean, I hate that feeling as an adult, you know, when you, yep. you know, become, you know, decide to trust someone enough to be vulnerable with them and say something that's worrying you or hurting you or scaring you. And then, yeah. you know, if the other person takes that opportunity to like, talk you out of the thing you just said <laughs> or point out right. all the all the deficiencies <laughs> in that statement it's like okay right sounds, sounds like your feelings are hurt let me tell you why you're wrong <laughs> right yeah it just is like okay remind me never to talk to you about exactly. things again it, it's not it never works to have you like you know self-reflect and be like oh great valid points i wasn't feeling what i thought i was feeling <laughs> instead it's like okay so right. you're not the person i talk to about what i'm feeling noted I've got it yeah thank you thank you for the cue <laughs> Thank you for the cue. I don't want to give my kids that cue. Amen. I don't think any of us do. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, maybe that's a good place for us to land, huh? I think it's a. I think it's a perfect place to land. So and this um, year's podcast. It's, uh, for twenty twenty, this has been an interesting um, year, and uh, boy, it's gonna. It'll be interesting. Well, next time we'll talk about you know the first uh, three hundred days of the presidency of. Somebody else, maybe. Oh God, I hope so. <laughs> of, Kanye, of Kanye's presidency. <laughs> oh, stranger things have happened. I'm telling you. I uh, the minute I heard it, that's the first thing I thought is like, um, you know, in any other moment in time, I'd be like. Oh, you know, obviously some There's weird checks moment and or whatever. Yeah. Now, now I'm literally picturing like, would I get a bumper sticker for my car? Right. What would I do? <laughs> yeah, truly anything can happen. Right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, maybe sometime sooner next year, we'll try to get back to it. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> In the meantime, and, and this My apologies. Well. My apologies for taking that full minute on the front end. I did That's not. That's fine. I'll bill you. I'll bill okay. you. Okay. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Okay. This is on purpose, guys. Have a great week, month, year, something yes. like that. <laughs> All those things. All right. Bye now. Bye bye.